This is uh, part two of my conversation with Gara Love, uh, a.k.a. Gara Steinfeld. Here we talk about uh, addiction recovery and Zoom meetings during COVID-19. So any other thoughts about, uh, like I was saying, about the addiction now during the COVID and what's going on in Del Rey and the whole recovery uh, community in Del Rey these days? It's been wonderful to see people adapt to everything that's happening right now. I feel like social distancing, not to be mistaken with like isolating, right, is unnatural because we're such social beings. Because being in other people's presence can be very soothing and calming and healing and all that good stuff. Safe people, obviously, but I've seen meetings become online meetings for now. Um, so people are still staying connected and, and having their meetings and staying involved. It's def- it transforms things. It's not the same, that's for sure. Right, for sure. Yeah. What about yeah? So have uh, so have you been partake partaken in the how how has that been the online meetings? Have I been what? Partaken in the online meetings. I have been. I still do my like regular normal stuff. There's actually some really cool stuff that could come out of it. I can go to a meeting anywhere in the world. Right now, I'm not limited by um, proximity. Right. Um, and I know, so that's really cool. And so I have been participating in the online meetings. It's different. It's absolutely different. Sometimes I don't realize how much I miss someone and their face until I'm you know, on Zoom with them, and and I can definitely feel that sense of closeness, although through the computer. Right. What about the whole, so I haven't heard any much about it recently, and the whole sober living problems in Delray and that stuff, is that still going on? I haven't either, now that you mention it. I try to, obviously, I'd love to stay current on all of the things. Right. I, I stay pretty focused and very intentional about like who I'm spending time with. And so I have not really heard much going on with that. I'd like to say that that would be really cool if it, there was a serious downturn in it, but I don't really have the facts to support that for sure. What would you say your ideal client is? That's an excellent question. When you say ideal client, do you mean like the clients that I work best with? Or if I could design a client, like what would they be like? No, if somebody had a, it's more about referring you a client. Like if, if somebody had a client to uh, refer, I mean, what would be a good fit for you? Definitely. I love working with people recovering from abuse and trauma. Right. I also love working with attachment issues, like attachment trauma. Um, yeah, that, that would definitely be a great match for me, somebody who has a history of trauma and or abuse, neglect, some attachment trauma, sprinkle in some addiction, and we've got the perfect client. 
Well, actually, now that you mentioned that, this is a this is a thought I had related to that is that and one of the last uh, people I had on this uh, podcast that he is in recovery and, and I've heard this I want to single him out on this but I've heard a lot of people that are in in the fellowship and you ask them about how you know how did they get what led to their addiction they're just sort of said well i mean it feels like it's kind of this they say well they have a disease and then it's they start drinking and they realize they had a disease and they don't really talk about i feel it's often the trauma is there but it's sort of left out from their story i was wondering if you have any thoughts Mm -hmm. about that yeah i definitely oftentimes see that you know often yeah and then i think about how in the the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous, it talks about, like, I'm an alcoholic. I like the, the effects produced by alcohol. Right. Um, and I'm very clear that if somebody is struggling with alcoholism or any type of addiction, I am not saying, like, you have a history of abuse or you have a history of trauma. That is something that we can be curious about, something that we can, be, we can explore if the person is willing. You know, I, I just hear people sometimes think like I can't be an addict or an alcoholic because like I had this perfect childhood and, right um, or no history of abuse well but so. how, but however I mean when people say the perfect childhood that that can also be a cover I mean it can be that maybe their parents uh, were well off or but they didn't get any love from them there, there is, it could be more subtle absolutely and realizing that like the experience of realizing hey wait a minute maybe I didn't have a perfect childhood that's something that's impactful in itself. Sure. Yeah. And yet also particularly a lot of people don't want to, yeah, they don't want to confront their trauma. So they'll just sort of say, oh, that they had a perfect childhood or, or whatever. But Yeah. So any, any particular thing you've been really inspired about in your, your therapy work? Excellent question. Something that I've been particularly inspired about. I'm just continuously inspired by the people that I get to work with. They never cease to blow my mind. Um, People growing their capacity to tolerate pain and discomfort. Um, Working with a client who genuinely feels and believes if I feel that degree of pain or if I experience those sensations in my body, I'm going to be out of control and watching them like grow that capacity slowly but surely in a in a way that feels okay um, have those like really powerful experience like oh my gosh I processed that I did that I'm inspired most by the clients that I get to work with they teach me so much that answer might be incredibly cheesy but it's true <laughs> and I think it's what you know it's it's just so true. Okay. What about, I remember, this is a while back, but I remember my mom had a similar experience when she came to Florida from Pennsylvania that she had to take some uh, extra courses to get her license. I remember you posting about that online that you had to do some other courses. What was that, that experience like? I did. I absolutely did. I was blessed with the opportunity to have a new experience um, in the classroom in Florida while in recovery so I could satisfy the Florida requirements to get my license since I went to school in New York City. 
And what uh, cool. what classes did you take there? I took a course on process addictions. Oh, really? That's interesting. Loved it. And I took a course on sexuality. Okay. Loved that, too. It was a really cool experience. FAU's program, their social work program, I think is pretty cool. But any any other, other thoughts you have you want to uh, share? Any closing thoughts? Hmm. It's just awesome seeing you do this, which I'm sure at one point was an idea, and now you're doing it. Well, I, I did it actually not- before. I forget if I... I started about like four years ago and I stopped doing it just as working on my doctoral degree. And then I decided mm. to pick it up again during this quarantine and trying to upgrade my, my gear and, and le- learning about how to, a little bit more about the audio recording and stuff. And yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Good for you. And thank you for allowing me to be a part of it. You're welcome and enjoy the rest of uh, your day. Nice speaking with you and reconnecting, Gara. Yes, pleasure. Thank you so much. All right, bye. Okay, bye.